Prince Victor Matthew Coaching Program. Why Were You Born? Course 121. Rebranding Hope Expression. www.hopeexpression.com.ng Copyright This is Worldwide Protected Publication of Rebranding Hope Expression. Important Information, This material is strictly for your personal use. It cannot be sold or used to market any product as a bonus or in any membership site. All rights reserved. You may not be able to reproduce or transmit this product in any form whatsoever, be it in electronic, mechanical, including photocopying or recording or in any information storage or retrieval system without obtaining the expressed, written, dated, and signed permission of the author. Copyright Copyright 2021 Rebranding Hope Expression Chapter 1 Be Free The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Genesis 2,7 If you feel good about yourself, you will feel good about other people. In other words, only after you see yourself as a worthwhile person can you appreciate others as worthwhile people. Many people do not feel good about themselves. They look at themselves and wonder why God made them, or they doubt that anyone can find any good in them. But remember, God sees what others and we ourselves cannot see. God looks at us and sees that we are worth feeling good about. We are special to God. We are valuable and important. God has a good attitude towards you. He created you in his image and drew you out of himself. Before you were born, you are in God. Part of his potential has been placed in you. There could not be a beginning without God, because God got start started. Your calling is not a trial and error experience, God designed and predetermined you to be a success story. Psalm 139 tells us that God planned each of your days before you were born. Before you were formed, God knew you. He took great care in creating you. No part of your being was made without God's knowledge and careful concern. God wants each of us. He gave us what no other parts of his creation received, his breath of life, see Genesis 2,7. Have you ever felt like you were a mistake? Have your parents told you they wished you had never been born? Are you a child whose parents have told you, I wish you would have died when you were a baby? You may be a bastard, conceived out of wedlock. Being omnipotent, God had the power to prevent your conception. Yet God allowed it because he wanted you to be born. How you came isn't important. What matters is that you are here. God created you with care, see Psalm 139,13. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, Psalm 139,15. King David didn't describe your mother in Psalm 139,13. It was only you that was described. Your mother might have been an old alcoholic or a drug addict, a bastard, or a prostitute. God is concerned about you. He describes how God knit you together in your mother's womb without describing what that womb was like. The womb in which you were knit together no longer important. You are important. Your existence means God wants you to exist. You are somebody special simply because you were born. God saw you in your mother's womb when you were a tiny baby, a one-centimeter embryo. He looked into the secret place in your mother's womb and saw you. 
from the second your father's sperm and your mother's egg joined to form a child, God tenderly created you and watched you grow. God never would have allowed the sperm and the egg to come together if he not planned for you to be born. Although some parents feel their baby is a mistake, their thoughts are not true. God planned for that baby to be born. The manner in which the child was conceived may not have been in God's plan, but the child himself is surely part of God's plan. Those of you who were brought up in a nice family with a mother and father who love you may not understand those who have been put down by their family since the day of their birth. You may not understand how important it is for them to know that they are not mistakes. Be patient with them. Help them to see that God designed them long before they were born. Every child who comes into this world comes as a setup from God. That little boy or girl doesn't need to arrive to see what is going to happen, because the happening was already set up before he or she came. Before a word is on my tongue you know it completely, O Lord, Psalm 139 40 God designed you to be somebody. He looked at your unformed body and declared, This child is good. All his plans for your life were set out long before you took a breath. He wrote out of order of your days before you lived even one day, see Psalm 139:16. There is a book on you. Some chapters God wrote about you haven't even been touched yet. Some of you are playing around in the index or you have spent years in the table of contents. Perhaps you are 30 years old and you still don't know God's plan for your life that playing around on the content page. You are 30 years old and still wondering what you are supposed to be. You haven't started yet. Others have jumped ahead of God's plan. Though his design calls for you to be married in chapter 15, you got married in chapter 3. You ignored the things God wanted you to learn and experience in chapter 3 through 14 so you would be prepared for marriage in chapter 15. You have missed out on many experience and discoveries because you moved ahead of God's schedule. Some people are so busy peeking into chapter 20 they don't have time to live chapter 2 and 3 and 4, or perhaps you have pulled chapter 17 into chapter 3 south that the rest of the book is destroyed. You will never have the opportunity to experience all the chapters if you pull parts of later chapters into early ones. You hem me in, behind and before, you have laid hand upon me, Psalm 139,5, God wants to take you back to the beginning, because his plan is far outreach your plans. His design for your life is so great that King David describes it as vast, see Psalm 139,17. You are thinking about being a teacher when God wants you to open a school. You have plans to be a clerk while God wants you owns the store. You want to work in the next city when God wants you to go to Africa or outside your country. You often cheat yourself because you don't realize the potential and divine calling of God in your life. Why settle to be a doorman when God wants you to own the house? David says it this way, God, when I look at your thoughts in the books for me, it's like all the sands of the ocean. Your thoughts are endless. I can't fathom your confidence in me. God designed you to live out the careful plans he prepared for you. You are made in God's image. The plan he wrote for you is perfect and right. No detail or part is missing. You have the potential to live out all that God has planned for your life, only if you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. That's the first step towards understanding why you were born. 
Though you have messed up God's perfect plan for your life, he graciously offers to write another book for you. It probably won't be the best seller the first book was designed to be, but at least God gives you the chance to start over. He comes and puts you back in chapter 1 so you can live the many details of his plan. That's what being born again is all about. It is the opportunity to start over, it's finally getting back to the first chapter of God's book on you. God has great plans for you, that's why he gave your life. Self-acceptance is the key to healthy self-esteem. Accept yourself as God made you. Allow his power to transform your weakness, rather than belittling yourself when you make mistakes. The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. Isaiah 43,21 Not only did God carefully plan for the details of your life, he also determined how your life would fit into his total plan for man. Part of the answer to the why of our birth is revealed in God's desire that we show forth his glory. The glory of God is the excess of his nature. It's all the potential for our omnipotent God that has not yet been revealed. He is full of so much more than we can think or imagine and he's waiting to use us to realize that potential. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen, Ephesians 3,20-21. Throughout the Bible, God tells us to make his name great in the earth. Praise and thanks are due God's name, which is great and awesome, see Psalm 44,8, 99,3. His name is to be proclaimed among the nations, see Malachi 1,11. God created you to bring glory to his name. His predestined plan for your life was designed to bring him glory. He knows there is more to you than we can see because he placed part of himself in you. His plan for your life is part of his creative work, through you God wants to continue to birth his potential. Because you share God's omnipotent nature, Jesus said you can do even greater things than he did, if you only believe. See Mark 11:23. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Matthew 19:26. The concept of Mark chapter 11 is that if you ask anything, if you can believe what you desire hard enough, God says it will be done. Somehow God gives us a little glimpse into our potential and divine calling. He comes into our situation as if he's disturbed. God is disappointed in human race. It's almost as though God looks at the ideas he stores in us and say with a voice of disappointment, if only you knew what you can do. That the attitude of God towards you and me. God is totally disappointed in us because he knows what we can do. But we don't. And so he says to us, all things are possible if you just believe, men of little faith, he's always knocking the limits off our lives. Too often we are not willing to believe like God defines believe. God does not say, everything is possible if you get the idea. Things don't become a reality because we have an idea. We have to believe in the idea and work towards it. We have to believe we can do it by committing ourselves to it, abandoning ourselves to it, even if it costs us our lives. That's what it takes to believe in the Lord Jesus, to lose our lives, to abandon ourselves. We must say, I am going to go into eternity believing in Jesus. 
I'm not sure what is out there, but I'm going to ride on that name and that atonement. God is not impressed by your dream or you accepting his divine calling upon your life. Most of us never wake up long enough to do anything with our dream or divine calling. You may have great dream or divine calling in your life but if you prefer to stay asleep because when you wake up reality says, okay, let's get to work. It's easier to dream and embrace your divine calling than to work it out. Everything is possible if you will abandon yourself to your divine calling enough that you are willing to lose your life for it. Thinking is great but all things are possible if you will abandon yourself to the dream or divine calling enough that you are willing to lose your life for it whatsoever you desire when you pray believe you will receive it and you will have it. The word desire is the key. Being interested in or attracted to something does not mean you desire it. To desire means to crave for something at the expense of losing everything. God's work at creation began with a plan. God conceived in his mind what he wanted before speaking his creations into visible form. By the time God was ready to speak, it was just a matter of talking what was in the plan and putting it on the site. What God has called you to become and do is possible if you will dare to believe in Jesus. Our Heavenly Father is set to do a collective work with you to birth what he has called you into reality. He replied, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Matthew 17:20. A thought is a silent word, so a word is an exposed thought. Everything in life starts in the thought form, it's thought first. After it's said, it's no longer a thought, it becomes a word. The next step is idea. An idea is the concept of the thought, it has moved into reality. Ideas are potential. The third level of operation is what I call imagination. Imagination changes an idea into a plan. If you have an idea it can come and go. Imagination is therefore a plan that is not documented. It is visual display of your thoughts and ideas. Ephesians 3.20 challenges us to believe God is able and willing to do exceedingly abundantly far beyond all we can think or imagine. He dares us to use our imaginations in alignment to his plans or the calling he has placed in our lives. If you want to be successful in life, take your ideas and turn them into imagination, then take imagination and duplicate it physically. Put it down. Let it become a plan of action. Many people never get beyond the idea stage. That's sad. They are usually followers. The people who get to the imagination stage often talk a lot but they do nothing. They are dreamers. But when a man or woman takes his imagination and puts it on paper, you are looking at a visionary who is becoming a missionary. Visionaries see great things in their minds through the inspiration of God's word. Many visionaries are in the graveyard. They had visions, but their vision never made to mission. When a visionary becomes a missionary, you have a man or woman who is going to change the world. Are you going to die with the impacts, solutions and answers God has wired you to release to this generation? As a lady, will this generation experience the suitable help God has designed you to be? As a man, will this world experience the leader, the provider, the teacher, the cultivator, the protector and the solution-oriented man God has called you to deploy to this generation? Will this generation experience how God wants you to dress, improve, 
and keep, protect, people or any career God has positioned you. The choice is now yours to make. Heaven and this generation are waiting for the rising of your brightness. Hope expression celebrates and believes in you. You can't just practice these principles and gain success if you ignore the help of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. All these are revelation drawn from the scriptures and if you must operate them and get the desired result, you must abide in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you cannot cultivate a healthy life and relationship. Matthew 11:28, John 15:5. Let's relate. Email princevictorm at gmail.com. Facebook page, Prince Victor Matthew. Instagram, Hope underscore expression. Website, www.hopeexpression.com.ng. Blog www.hopeexpression.blogspot.com. WhatsApp contact, plus 2348139635230. About the author. Prince Victor Matthew is a prophetic teacher of God's word. He is sent by God to the broken and hurting youths and teenagers. His teaching helps the youths and teenagers to get reconciled back to Christ. His teaching helps the youths and teenagers to love again, trust again, and dream again. He helps every youth and teenagers to see God's plan in the midst of their struggles, mistakes, pains and past. He is a relationship consultant, he daily inspires youths and teenagers to develop healthy lives and relationship through their personal relationship with the Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He is the founder of Rebranding Hope Expression, an interdenominational outreach ministry dedicated to youths and teenagers through social media and physical events or seminars. He has B.Sc in mentoring and leadership ethics. He resides in Abuja, Nigeria, West Africa.